rare for a community of our size to have such a robust clinical trials program. Good morning. I'm Bill Trefiro, and for John Phillips. And I'm Kim Blair, and this is Virginia Technology Today. Today is Thursday, May 20th, which is Clinical Trials Day. Clinical trials are such an important part of finding new treatment options for patients, many of whom feel like they have run out of options. Today, we're honored to have Dr. Francis Farrell, Senior Director of Research and Development, and Andrea Bedanson, Director of Clinical Trials with Carillion Clinic. When a lot of folks think about places conducting clinical trials, they think of names like Mayo Clinic, Mass General Hospital, Duke University, Dana-Farber, and the like. But I understand that we have some cutting edge clinical trials being conducted right here in our backyard. Yes, that's correct. So we actually have a pretty extensive portfolio of clinical trials occurring at Carillion. And we have a large team of skilled professionals who manage these studies alongside our physician researchers. Can you share with our listeners, what are some of the disease areas and conditions and specialties that Carillion is conducting clinical trials for? So we have clinical trials that are occurring all across our organization, um, but some highlighted areas include cardiology, infectious disease, gastroenterology, pediatrics, and oncology. There are 24 therapeutic areas that are currently conducting clinical trials, and we have about 180 physicians who are leading these studies. How rare is it to see a community kind of as small as ours conducting such a, a large number of clinical trials? Fairly rare for a community of our size to have such a robust clinical trials program, but however, due to our geographical location, Carillion's commitment to research and our connection to the Virginia Carillion School of Medicine we've been able to create and sustain this depressive portfolio. As a result, our patient population can stay close to home for treatment and have access to the same clinical trials that would traditionally be limited to larger cities or academic health systems. We know that's so important because we do have folks right here in our own area, in our own Southwest Virginia, in our own backyard, that we do have patients who are seeking these trials out. So to have that available here, I know is just amazing. For people who are looking for clinical trials, um, they are in difficult stages of their life. And, um, you know, where can they find information to find out about where clinical trials are taking place at Carillion? Sure. So there's several different resources available. I think the first place to look if they're looking to stay in the area to participate in clinical trials would be Carillion's own webpage. Uh, and it features a list of all the clinical trials that we currently have available. It has a summary of each and it has contact information for the study coordinator and study physician who's leading each of those studies. In addition to that, there's a, a federal database called clinicaltrials.gov. This is a really useful tool where all clinical trials are required to be posted nationwide and you can search by disease, you can search by location, a number of different search criteria. So if you want to look broader than our area, you can do that as well, but it will pinpoint what's in the Roanoke Valley. Do you usually have too many people bombarding you wanting to be part of these clinical studies or are you guys in need of more participants with your clinical trials? I think we're always happy to invite more people to find out about clinical trials and participate if they're interested. Um, I think with certain studies that we offer, they might be more appealing than others, just depending on the severity of the disease or the other options available. Um, but anything we can do to increase awareness and, and let more people know about these options, that's the best part for us. What are some of the, the, the stages and clinical trials do you guys look to see expanding into? I mean, there's so many disciplines that seem to be popping up through Carillion in the Roanoke area and, and throughout the Southwest Virginia area. 
where do you go? What's up next? Yeah, so although Krillin Clinic has a diverse portfolio of clinical trials, we've really distinguished ourselves in the field of cardiology. With the creation of the Cardiovascular Institute, we, that's now actually expected to grow. Additionally, Krillin is embarking on a new cancer center in the upcoming year, so we'll expect to see a big impact on the number of oncology trials that we'll be able to offer to this new center. And lastly, we expect to see a lot of uh, studies being done in endocrinology with the hiring of new staff and positions in that area. What was the origin clinical trial? Tell us the story of how it all started. We've been involved in clinical trials for about 15 years now, but we've really seen a marked growth over the past five years. And I think a lot of that is due to our kind of reforming as a clinic model at Carillion. So becoming a more academic minded center and looking to do more clinical research and also um, partnering with Virginia Tech and the creation of the medical school has brought a lot of really talented faculty to our area and has made us a, an attractive site to partner with for clinical trials. So could you possibly share a story about how one of Krillian's clinical trials made a difference in people's lives and brought a new device or a drug to a market here in Southwest Virginia? So I think it's hard to limit this to just one. Um, pretty much all of the, the studies that we've taken place or that we've participated in have led to FDA approval for a new drug or device. I think what's really stood out to me is over the past year, seeing how important it is to have this infrastructure and these skilled professionals locally. We've been able to participate in multiple treatment trials for COVID-19, and this provided access to cutting edge therapies that would not have been available to our patients outside of a clinical trial. Um, so being able to offer these therapies to our patients and contribute to the global understanding of a novel virus really provided us with hope during an extremely challenging year. As somebody who's working in the field with clinical trials, tell us a little bit about what it's like when you go home every night. I mean, it's it's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I love about my career is that you feel like you're part of something that's making a difference and you're able to have those one-on-one -on -one interactions with participants who have had their lives impacted by being able to be part of a clinical trial. Um, I think it's really rewarding and, and it's exciting that we're able to do this kind of work in the Roanoke Valley, which you know a lot of people don't think of as a hub for this kind of activity, but um, we're very grateful that, that we've been able to do these types of studies and offer this to our patients. Yeah, and in addition to providing clinical trials, we also like to educate the public on this option and so that's one thing one of the things that we both really like doing a lot is really just uh, creating a greater understanding of clinical trials and their importance take us through what that's like once they get accepted into a clinical trial what are the next steps and, and what do people go through it could kind of go a number of different ways so if they found a study on their own and they reached out to one of our clinical trial professionals to get involved then we would contact them and, and do some basic questions to check their medical history, make sure they're eligible for the study, and then start the consent process. If they were already an established patient at Carillion, they might be approached by their physician having known these you know, items about the patient already, knowing their medical history, knowing that they might be eligible for a study and offering it to them to see if they'd have an interest. I've mentioned the consent process. This is something that's really important in clinical research. We always want to make sure that people understand what they're being asked to do and that they're willing participants. And this is not just a one-time conversation. This is throughout the duration of the study. If at any point they change their mind, they can withdraw. Nothing will change for their care. They'll still be treated as they were 
you know, before. So we really like to emphasize that, let people know that this is truly a voluntary option. Once they become enrolled in a study, then there's usually um, a series of assessments or treatments that they might undergo that are part of what's called the study protocol. So they kind of just follow through that course um, during the length of the study. And then there might be um, a certain period of time that they're enrolled and then when they're done, that's the end of their commitment, but they'll be followed up with if any new information becomes available. So one of the ways you're educating is definitely being a part of our show today. So thank you again for being with us. Are there other ways in which you would offer to educate our community so that they can have access to knowledge? So we have our clinical trials page that I mentioned, which kind of goes over all the available studies. We're also gonna be offering um, an FAQ section about what to expect as a clinical trial participant. There's some other resources available nationwide. Um, I'd like to point out there is an organization called CISGRIP, and they're basically, their sole purpose is to educate participants on what it's like to be in a clinical trial. So if you're contacted, will, what will the consent process look like? What are you expected to pay for? What's covered by the study? How will your doctor interact with you? All those things that might be immediate questions that people have if someone approaches them about a clinical trial. And it, and it spells it all out in a, a very transparent and user-friendly way. Thank you, Dr. Francis Farrell, Senior Director of Research and Development, and Andrea Bedancet, Director of Clinical Trials with Carilion Clinic for joining us today. And thank you also to our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible, and the Roanoke Blacksburg Technology Council for being part of the program. Until next week, I'm Bill Trefiro. And I'm Kim Blair. And this is Virginia Technology Today.